What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Dev and the Bear. We have a special guest with us today. We have a national Muay Thai champion, 2018 Team USA uh, IFMA athlete, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, none of the above, Jeremy Milborn with us from Heritage Muay Thai. Uh, say hello. Hello. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? We're all right. How are you? How you been, man? I've been good, but uh, we're watching my my fights, and this is two fights in a row that I've lost that we're watching. So uh, you know, you I'm, out. In, I'm, in, I'm in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've known Jeremy a really long time. I grew up with Jeremy. Um, we had a lot of fun back in the day, uh, sparring at parks and playgrounds, getting told by sparring. moms. Sparring. I'm doing yeah. air quotes right now. Sparring. You, yeah. you know what it is. Yeah. Uh, Four ounce gloves. <laughs> <laughs> having uh children's parents come up to us like hey do y'all mind taking that elsewhere like oh no we're working out it's fine it's just yeah. it's 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 practice we're practicing yeah. oh that's cool to take it over there please do you yes, remember ma'am. that yes ma'am yeah <laughs> those were good times man. those were i actually forgot about that until you just brought it up yep. i forgot we had two park sessions or three we had three park we had sessions. we had a lot we had those and then we had the one <clears throat> all right we had a lot man we had yeah. a lot. They were good oh, times. Man. Man, good times. I remember times. Um, when you and Will went at it with the boxing gloves. Do you remember that? When was that? W- which park was that? Was that the big open field with uh, Arturo? Um, or was that the... I don't think it was that one. Or was it the other one where the mom told us to go away? It might have been that one. Okay. Because I, <clears throat> I, I just remember we had boxing gloves and you and Will went at it a little bit and... Uh, Will didn't look bad at first, and then he got caught, and we were like, oh, no. <laughs> he kept his hands up for a good 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, you want to take us chronologically through your career, how you ended up at Heritage Muay Thai as a coach slash fighter? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> chronological, so from the beginning. Got yeah. It. All right. So, it all started with T-ball when I was five years old. <laughs> I expected to start with more taekwondo. Ah, okay, okay. So a little <laughs> bit. Okay, I'll I'll skip another five years. So about ten years old, I started my taekwondo journey, and uh, I went all the way to sixteen. So I got to second degree black belt, and uh, I won a I won a few national championships in there. But you know it's taekwondo, so that's equivalent to nothing. But whatever. I have an entire garage full of first and second place trophies you know because i'm a badass well if you're not first you're last that's true and in taekwondo if you're not first you're second or third or fourth or fifth or participation that's taekwondo you ever get a participation trophy no not in taekwondo no i would have burned it (laughs) and my father would have broke it over my head oh shit yes you know yeah you know yeah the dominator I've never called him that in my life, but that, I think that's a good name for him. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah, you I'll grew allow up it. With I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, were you there when he, like, like threw people through doors at Berean, you know? No. No. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's times there's where people, like, because, you know, Berean used to be hood, you know? like So people in Awana, Awana they, they would, Awana, singular. Yeah, my bad. Do you not remember what it, yeah, do you not remember the acronym? Uh, 
all workmen. No, no, no. You're already. I off. don't remember. Man, you're horrible. are not ashamed. Approved workmen. Approved. Approved workmen are not ashamed. Oh, that was close. I had the rest. Yeah. You know how long it's been since I've done Awana, and I remember that. I was. Do you remember the verses that you had to scream? Um. Oh, obviously John three sixteen. Yeah, but uh, what was the other one? Ephesians or Philip? I don't know. I don't remember. It's either. one of those. It's one of those New Testament ones. <clears throat> but anyway, so you went. How'd you go from Taekwondo to MMA? Uh, well, I started watching like early UFC, like two thousand. I think it was like two thousand three. So it was kind of more. It was less barbaric. And it was uh, a little bit more rules, like you finding its way as a sport and not yeah, cage fighting. Exactly. Yeah, it was no longer two men enter, one man leaves. Yeah. kind of thing. No holds barred. Yes, and I never even knew what that meant. <laughs> I meant that I thought that meant you couldn't hold bars or anything like that. I don't know what that meant at they, the time. They say it a lot in WWE. That's true. I don't know what that means though, to this day. I don't either. Wait, no, no holds, holds barred. barred? Like, hey, hey like, Jamie, can you look that up? Yeah, you, you um, can. Jamie, Jamie, there are no submission holds that are prohibited. It just mm. means like there's no rules. Like, well, I know what it means, yeah. but like, no holds barred. It doesn't matter. Uh, so 2003. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> then, I, <laughs> then I journeyed into uh, my my MMA career at 16, and uh, as you can see, that's what happened to my nose. <laughs> I uh, I went to a gym that was uh, one of the first gyms. I don't know if I should say the name because I don't, I don't want to get anyone in trouble or anything like that. But it was a very barbaric time back in the day. I like to use the word janky. It was pretty. Everything was pretty janky back then. Janky. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used that term. Janky. People know what it means. They know what it means. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll I'll trust you. I'll take your word for it. Uh. So things were janky back then where you basically were just fighting back. You weren't training. It was like, all right, guys, get the 16-ounce gloves on, your shin guards, and uh, fight. And so before I could even learn what a jab was, I was getting jabbed in the face quite a bit. That's how you learn. You get to watch it first. Yeah. So I probably got two or three concussions at 16 just training, you know. And then, so I was off and on there for about a year. And then uh, I took a six-month break. I went back to Taekwondo just to, because I was tired of, like, having my head hurt all the time from training. <laughs> and I was like, let me go back to Taekwondo where my head didn't hurt after training. And then I just, uh, it, it just wasn't the same. It was too fake after seeing, after getting, like, fucked up real hits with real hits i go back to taekwondo i'm just like man this is this is garbage this is trash they should stop teaching people that this is effective this is not real and so i went back there for another like probably another six months or so before i was just like i can't do this anymore this my nose is i have scar tissue on my nose that i was 17 at the time now i was like i'm getting headaches all the time i'm not learning anything i'm just getting beat up and then I took like uh, about I took I took like a two three year break from that from just all fighting and uh, focused on work 
and uh, at the time I was going through EMT school. I think you remember. I that. remember that. Yeah. So I was going through EMT school. I was working. I was doing a lot of things for my personal benefits, not so much training. And then I watched, uh, and then Houston, uh, UFC came to Houston, and it was, oh, who was it? I think it was. Um, was it Frank Edgar? No, 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 no. Velasquez? No, no it was uh, the middleweight division. Uh, I think it was Sonnen. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't fight anymore, but Sonnen and. Was uh, that Bisbing? No, it wasn't Bisming. Man, I can't remember. But I, they came to Houston, and so I went to the Houston Expo. And uh, you went with me, right? Or no? You didn't no, go No, but me. I know that's where you met Forrest Griffin? Yes. I remember that. And that's when, yeah, I went there, and it just sparked something back in. It sparked the fire back yeah. in. And so I had to look up gyms that were technical and didn't try to just beat your head off. And so that's when I found Team Took. And I uh, started training there for about six months. And I, I, I just wasn't liking jiu-jitsu the way they were doing it. There's nothing wrong with their jiu-jitsu. I just didn't like how my joints were always hurting. <laughs> it's just like, it's like people, I was so bad that people were just practicing their, their arm bar submissions on me. So my elbows were always getting messed up. They fucking hit a go-go plots on you. Like, yeah, what kind of shit is I was this? like, man, what do y'all, can y'all help, def- help me defend it as opposed to just working on y'all's, y'all's arm bars on me. <laughs> And so that's when I, uh, that's when uh, Irish at the time he was called Irish, but y'all know him as uh, Michael Corley, the owner of the gym I work at now. He just got back from living in Thailand and training and teaching in Thailand for well, not really teaching, but you know, more training. He was uh, what do you call him? A uh, he worked at Fairtex as a like when people come into the gym, he'll get you a situated like he'll tell okay, you where yeah. your room is i don't know what the term is but yeah Registrar. like a manager he was kind of like a manager hmm. so he he was there for two years i believe and then he came back and he knows travis took and uh andrew craig former ufc yeah, fighter. I remember. He yeah. cornered andrew craig <clears throat> yeah he used, he, he cornered him in a few fights yeah and uh all the all the fights, uh, all the fights Andrew Craig won yeah. by by stoppage. <laughs> Those are the ones that he uh, helped him corner. Um, so he came to the gym, and then uh, after that, uh, I just fell in love with uh, Muay Thai because before it was it wasn't called Muay Thai; it was called MMA striking class, and I was it just wasn't. It was all flash. It wasn't like fun stuff. And then he showed me like real stuff, and I was like, "Whoa, this is, this is some legit stuff right here. This is so you're not just like point sparring. You're like trying to break somebody's body with these kicks. You're you're trying to stop people, you know. As opposed to what I've been learning before is just kind of like pitter patter with taekwondo. Yeah, yeah. It's just like points, like in and out, in and out, in and out. And then he's like, "No, break them." Yeah. <laughs> Kill them. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what made me start to really like Muay Thai. However long ago, as I started coming up with these clips, would come up on the internet of these guys just kicking through these like banana trees or whatever, and they're just breaking them with their legs. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> what are y'all doing? And then I, uh, who is it? Tony Jaw got into Tony Jaw that way, and it was just really fun to watch. And I was like, Muay Thai. <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. I said Muay Thai. I'm not done. Muay Thai's? Yeah, I love Muay mm. Thai's. <clears throat> oh, good. You put it on one of the fights I won. I was about to say thank that you. Too. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now my morale <laughs> is going back up. And so, uh, so you met uh, Michael Chase Corley, and so like, what? So what ended up happening with that? Whenever you ended up starting to work with him more? Uh, well, he came to me, and he was just like, "You want to be a champion?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> He's like, "All right, well, stop that jujitsu stuff and focus on Muay Thai. Come to the evening classes because I was just going to the the noon classes, mm. and then in the evenings I would do jujitsu. So I stopped doing jujitsu. I started doing uh, the Muay Thai." And then uh, <clears throat> uh, the rest is history. Uh, after that, he, after, I think, I believe a year, after a year, he w- opened the gym. He partnered with uh, Bob Perez and opened the gym in downtown called Houston Muay Thai. And at the time, I was, I was, uh, I was lied to by someone else who I won't name him. <laughs> But uh, he told me that Corley wanted us to stay back and uh, teach the, run the Muay Thai program at Team Took Together. And uh, I never confirmed this with Corley or anything, but he told me and I trusted him. So I stayed there for about a year helping him. And then uh, a lot of stuff happened. I won't get into it, but I left. And then I went to Corley and he's like, it took you a year to come over to my gym. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You told me to stay over there and help uh, What's-His-Face. He's like, when the hell did I say that? And I was like, God, I just wasted a year of my life. It, it never went through your mind to ask him, like, hey, man, so you ever... Well, he and I were never on that kind of, like, oh, relationship okay, okay. status. Like, it was never, it was never like I could just text him. At right. That. Like, it, it was coach and student. It mm-hmm. wasn't, like, where we kind of are. We're still coach and student, but I'm also employee now. Yeah. And so, and we, we hang out every now and then, you know, after classes or something like that, so... Yeah, I have no problem texting him now, but right. at the time we didn't have that kind of relationship. Could have gotten there a lot faster. Yeah, I could have got there a lot. <laughs> oh man, I could have been on uh, Legacy Kickboxing. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. I would have liked that. And so, whenever you went over to uh, he, uh, what's a Houston Muay Thai over there with him mm-hmm. in uh, Bob Perez, uh, so where did uh, you coming into being a coach come in? Was that already something that was considered whenever you were decided to switch on over there? No, uh, I he he wanted me to teach the uh, the fitness class over there, mm-hmm. and I said I could do that uh, in the in the evenings. But I still at the time I was still working at H E B, and uh, so I was working and I was working mornings to afternoons, and then from there I would go to downtown. Uh, I would just take my gear with me to work at HEB, and then I would go from from there, and then go to downtown, teach the fitness class at five thirty, and then start training six thirty all the way to eight thirty. Mm-hmm. So, so where uh, I know you're also a personal trainer. So where where did that start coming into play? Uh, well, I was in school for personal training uh, back when I was nineteen and twenty. So I was in school for it at the time, and then I finished by the time I started. Uh, training in downtown so that's Mm -hmm. when I finished training and then I just I never had like a like I was still in the in the mindset of I want to train and fight not I want to grow my business right now I want to grow my brand and become a you know a personal trainer with actual clients so it took me it took me a while to get people uh, because I just wasn't selling myself I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to get people I was just trying to focus on myself right so I had like two clients. So I was still working at H E B so but as soon as I made that leap, uh 
I was like, all right, I need to focus. I can't, I can't be working 18 hour days because I was working, you know, from 6 a.m. to 2.30 at HEB. And then I would drive from there to downtown, which was about an hour. And then I would take like a, like a 30 minute nap and then I would start teaching and then I would start training and then I wouldn't get home till like 10 o'clock. So I was, that was every fucking day. It was every day. Yeah. yeah. Well, except for Fridays. I think Fridays, the schedule was different, but Monday through Thursday. So I was just, I was just dying. Yeah. Overworked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having to focus on multiple things (laughs) while trying to, you know, while your mind's like, I want to compete, but it's like, I want to grow this brand as well. Exactly. I like, I want to make money. Yeah. So doing what you love, of course, you know, people have the opportunity to be able to do that. It's like, okay, I got to invest into what I wanted to do now, you Mm -hmm. know? You worked at HB for a while, right? About ten years. Yeah. yeah. Really? Damn. That's crazy. I so remember- when I left, they were just like, Are you sure? You kinda <laughs> you kinda passed the threshold of quitting. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> That's what uh when I when I, I hung out with y'all a couple times, um, I remember one of those days you had a night shift at H E B. So what's called me, Zach, and your Renee just hung out outside H E B all night. Yeah. And just walked around. I like, remember yeah, that. Yeah, we we did yeah. like oh, I don't know how many laps we did around H E B and Target just walking. I just fell asleep in the backseat of the car. I was all tuckered out. I was like, that was a good walk. But, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when it comes with um, how did you getting on the national team in 2018 come about? Uh, well, I had to uh, – the IFMA team. So, I had mm-hmm. to win a national championship. Okay. Which is what I did the year before in 2017. Right. North so, American champ, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually this one right yeah, here that we're say. watching. This, this isn't the championship fight. This is the, the first fight that I had. Mm-hmm. I think I had three. And then, uh, so I had this one, another one, and then the one before this that I was playing, that was the one that got me the the spot on the the, the team. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next year it was in Mexico, Cancun, Mexico. So uh, what a lot of people don't realize is just because you're on the team doesn't mean, like, it's paid for. So I had to pay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what sucks about U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, you're paying your way everywhere in right. Muay Thai. So if you want to go somewhere, you got to pay for it other countries you know they they um they pay you to be on like a national team right and so um so also like being able to work with uh with your coach with corley is it pretty cool like knowing that okay like that guy's the president of the uh american muay thai federation like mm-hmm. you know he kind of understands the ins and outs he's trained over in thailand so like getting ready to go compete on a national team was it really cool to work with somebody who has all these uh like all these things on his resume pretty much yeah so I, I just I felt very confident going in mm-hmm. like I didn't feel like uh, I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel like he was telling me uh, like these guys are like they probably triple your amount of fights and experience. Right. Maybe even quadruple. So <clears throat> just know that going in that you're going to have to be first and you're going to have to hurt them. You're not going to play the game. <clears throat> it's not a it's not a five round three minute fight, you know, where you're just kind of feeling each other out it's it's a much quicker faster pace yeah so it's whoever basically sets the pace at the beginning that's who the judges are pretty much going to give it to Mm -hmm. so like if you're kind of just chilling back trying to counter you're not going to get the fight unless you're landing things that are hurting them obviously right is that like a like would you say like with you know, like you said, there whoever lands the first strike is usually or makes does the damage first is going to take the fight. Is that just more it's of like more a, so, is, it's is, more so whoever's going to set the pace first? Okay, okay. So like just because you come in doesn't mean you're going to set the pace. You could come in and walk into an elbow, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's not so much. It's just whoever does the first effective thing. Right. That's who, usually who's going to get it. Pretty much establishes that dominance. Like, okay, <clears throat> like, like right there. So, and so um, with like judging versus here, like as judging, like uh, U.S. Muay Thai judging, is it kind of different versus other countries as well? Because I know you fought in Canada before, right? Yeah, I've, I've yeah. fought in Canada three times. Uh, I don't want to go over my Canadian record, but yeah, it's not it's not good. But uh, fucking Canadians. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's why I'm mad at all these Circle K's popping up. That's what all it is, yeah. Canadian gas stations popping up and... The, they're fucking mocking uh, you. That's they what are, they are. They put one right next to the gym, too. Really? Yeah. It's quarter mile from the gym, and I go there almost every day. So... Uh, they just know how to to make me angry, Canada as a whole. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, what was the question? Sorry, I got so off like uh, when it comes to like because you competed in the U.S., you competed in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, like you said, also Mexico. So with uh, U.S. judging, when it comes to Muay Thai, because obviously I I really don't know too much about that. Like, is the way they judge kind of different based on how the fight's going versus these other countries? These other countries tend to have a universal judging, mm-hmm. whereas uh, the U.S. is completely different it's like every every region of the u.s has like a different organization yeah it's and very frustrating it's very frustrating i mean i'm sure it's like that in mma too i don't follow it MMA it, it too is much, but and yeah. it's very frustrating and it's just so annoying that there's all these different commissions and uh, just and so and you have you'll go to a state where it's run by the state commission and they the referees are MMA referees who have no idea what Muay Thai is. Right. And But they're the ones that have to ref it because they're the only ones that are certified to do it. And they have no idea what they're judging. Like, someone will land five body kicks, but the guy will catch everyone and sweep them, and they think the guy who is sweeping is the guy winning. But the guy landing the kicks are the one who's actually winning because he's doing the damage. Right. So they just don't understand scoring in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. But it's getting better because we're trying to get the USMF. Uh, we're trying to get them like nationalized, where it's universal. Yeah. Because uh, Labor State fuck that up a lot. Like what we're talking about. <clears throat> I saw something about Muay Thai being re- recognized by the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's possible. So right now we have to do. We have to have a really strong performance in the World Games next year. Okay. For that to happen. Uh, so as long as the U.S. shows strong, like shows a strong performance, I think I think we will. Do you get to work with people who are going to be competing? Uh, there might be some yeah. uh, that are going to come in through uh, because there's going to have there's going to be like a training facility. <laughs> but first, before they do that, they're going to have um, for the for the weight classes that are like deep waters that like have a lot of people in it. They're going to have uh, tournaments and. All the people that are in the like the top ten, top five, are going to be in that tournament. Right. And uh, so they're just trying to figure that out to narrow it down to like the number one, and then like the backup, just in case the number one gets sick or injured or for some reason can't right. perform. Because yeah, I know uh, Daniel Cormier was a backup in the Olympics for wrestling. Mm. So what's it called? So um, and I guess I'm guessing Michael also probably has something to do with what's going on with the World Games. Oh yeah. Like with the yeah, he's probably very very involved in that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's always doing Zoom Zoom meetings, like with uh, the committees and everything like that. And so he's he's always he's always working. He's always trying to grow the sport. He's always trying to make it better. Right. You know, it's really cool to be part of a 
part of a gym where the kind of the head of the gym is such a big figure in Muay Thai. Yeah. It's, makes it, it must make it easy <laughs> to have the access to all that knowledge. If you ever need to know something or you ever want to grow or go after something have a goal in muay thai you just uh you'll just have to put up with the uh like the eye roll and the sigh and like why don't you already know this why do i have to explain this to you oh we already get that actually yeah Yeah. you gotta yeah that's what you gotta you gotta deal with that if you have a question for him when you're trying to explain to two guys that are very unathletic how to do a half like a skip step and i'm like i don't know what the fuck that is obviously you never had a happy childhood because you no. never skipped like, no. come on, <laughs> when you told me that too i was like uh you're gonna make me like fucking like break down crying if you want to bring this up then you're not emotionally strong <laughs> you shouldn't be a fighter so um i know that you also work with people like oliver Jimenez and becca Irwin and stuff like that is yeah. it cool so how long have you uh known them to uh when i moved to downtown yeah so i think i was i think i was 22 or 23 Mm-hmm. when that happened so i've known them for about six or seven years and so seeing like someone like becca who's doing phenomenal she's doing great like mm-hmm. it's it's really cool keeping up with how great she's doing and glory is uh seeing her where, with what she's done is it pretty cool to sit back and watch that and uh I'm, do you work with her or is that more of michael works with her well no he works with her like pad work and yeah. bag work drills things like that but when it comes to partner drilling no it's it's like me oliver uh, sometimes we'll have sometimes her sister comes in mm-hmm. uh, Rachel uh, she's also um, like every Irwin sister has won an A-class belt at TBA so that's ridiculous but uh, it's ridiculous in the best way possible yes it's they all look the exact same and they all have <laughs> the same tournament <laughs> belt and almost the same weight class so they're all like just identical and so, like, being a part of her evolution, watching her do that, you know, now that, you, you know, being on the coach's side, is that something special that you enjoy? Like, every single time you see it, it's like, damn, like, this is crazy. Like, what's that like? Yeah, it, I mean, it's just it, it's just crazy to watch. You know, you'll see them training in the gym. You're just, like, talking shit all the time, too. Yeah. Like, what the hell was that? That was a bullshit-ass <laughs> kick. What the hell? And then you go see her fight, and she throws the same kick and knocks them out. You're like, oh, I, I guess it works for them. <laughs> I guess it's uh, that's that's something that I always try to implement whenever I'm sparring or trying to help someone th- with something is there's technique but then there's the technique that works for you. That I think mm-hmm. is a pretty important part trying to keep in mind that something might look really awkward like Khabib's uh right hand. Right. When yeah. he throws that right hand, it's ugly, yeah. but it works every time. Uh 60% of the time. It works, it works every all time. The time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it just, some people's technique is awkward, but they make it work for them. Um, so yeah. I well, I mean, some things are so awkward. So that when you're, when you're used to training with technical people and then you fight someone who's just crazy and unorthodox, it's just, it throws you off at what first, first yeah. second. So you might get caught with something stupid because you're just not training with people who throw stupid things. <clears throat> so that's why you guys need to come at my next camp. Just like once a month, just throw your crazy stuff. Okay. That way I can see it. I'm down. And be like, oh, okay, so I just teep you. Okay, that's easy. Oh. All right, <laughs> I'm ready. We'll have to give me some stilts if we're going to do that. You're way too fucking tall for me. No, no I'm going to teep you. No, no, yeah. you, you just beat you. I'll try my best. You just do your hurricane kick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You never see it coming. It winds every time. No, I, got, I got an ugly hurricane kick, but I got one. I don't even know what a fucking it's hurricane not, kick is. 
Is that like 360? If you have to ask, you're not ready for it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's crazy. Like I feel like because of you, I found out about Becca Irwin through you, and I feel like I've been watching her come up through the sport for so long. It's it's crazy that she's finding so much success. Um, and then, and, well, it's not crazy. It yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's cool. It's just really cool to see it. Um, and then Oliver made his MMA debut. I think we talked about it on mm. the show. Um, but that was really cool to see. I didn't even know yeah. he was doing that. And then I saw him on the card, and I was like, yeah. whoa, that's well, freaking the, awesome. Well, the crazy thing is he... Like he doesn't even have a passion for MMA. He just yeah. like it's just something to fill the void until a, a Muay Thai fighter kickboxing fight can. Come I, I was about to say he looked his performance. He looked like a Muay Thai fighter fighting an MMA. Yeah, like it was. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, um, but he looked good. He looked real good. So whatever y'all are doing, it works. You know, I was I still talk shit about it. I was like, why couldn't yeah. you finish him thirty seconds earlier? <laughs> like what the hell? You just took your time that's what um so like working with the people that have the credentials that they do how like do you ever like think about how cool that is though like no. sit back or you just like hey i know them well enough to where hey i can talk shit to them like we oh, train yeah. together and all yeah. that shit i mean that's it's, it's basically how we talk we yeah. don't we don't encourage each other we don't yeah we don't praise each other we talk so, shit uh, what is it like, negative just, reinforcements yeah like, that's what they call it if that's what they call it that's what it is it's nothing but negative at our gym it's just like what the hell was that it's like well i threw three strikes that were technical yeah but what was the last one you just threw that fucking axe kick what the hell when have i ever taught you an axe kick i would never want to throw an axe kick in a fight i i can't but you know i would never want to even if i could even if you had the ability i remember watching uh first time i saw axe kick with me crow cop threw it against uh pat barry it was so fucking quick. I was like, what the hell yeah. was yeah. that, dude? Now, I think if you can't throw it fast, you shouldn't throw it at all. I think that's one of those things if that... If you can't set it up, you shouldn't throw it either. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah I don't know. I, th- I think there's just some strikes that if you... like, It's it's a lot like switching stances. When you switch stance, uh, you better be real good and in your first in your primary stance before you switch stances i can't stand people that switch their stance because they do it because someone else did it and was successful with it but you have no idea what you're doing you're just switching your stance to try to confuse the person but you're just as equally confused yeah so if you switch your stance and i throw a jab and you have no idea how to defend a jab because you're in your opposite stance then you shouldn't be doing that one of the first people i noticed that was good at it in mma was john jones but he was really good at it He's and just a freak athlete. Exactly. Yeah. He and just that's when, anything crazy. Yeah. yeah. And He's, everybody started doing it after that. But the thing is, like, there would be certain guys that would just, just do, do the switch, stance switch in MMA mm-hmm. just to do, like, one specific move. And so anytime they would switch that stance, it was like, okay, we know what you're going to do. Every time you switch stances, you're not yeah. mixing it up. And um, But, yeah, I've tried to switch stances with Zach before, and I got... I got, did you um, know what you were doing, or not did you at know all. what you were doing? Okay. Dude, you see me train. I, obviously, I don't know what I'm doing already. So when I switch stances, it's <laughs> even worse. Well, not like that. I meant like, did you change your stance knowing what you were going to do when you changed stance, or are you just doing it? Just doing it. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what every. That's what 99% of the people do. That's yeah. why I can't stand it. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't fight southpaw. Uh, I'll I'll try it just to see if i can throw something from there and i throw one thing i'm like no never never yeah. it's so uncomfortable um did you know that gsp felt like he like he he's he claims that he's i believe him that he's very good at uh, <laughs> he's a very ball. honest man he's yeah uh he said he's like yeah i'm very good southpaw and i always wanted to 
in my UFC career, I always wanted to fight Southpaw, but I never felt the need to, so mm-hmm. I never did. But I always had that as like my secret card that yeah. if anyone ever brought it out of me, I would use that, and I never had to, and I wish that I did. Um, I would have loved to have seen that. Can yeah. you imagine? Like, I feel like if he had done that in this fight against Carlos Condit, that would have gotten very interesting. Yeah. Because who else is good? Oh, really good at switching stances. Uh, Cyril Stephen Gaun. Thompson. Stephen Thompson. Cyril Gaon's very good. Yeah. Have you watched any of his fights at all? No. Uh, he competed you're going in against, Muay Thai. You're, you're going in a sport that I don't know too much about. No, you, need he, to, you need to watch Cyril You should Cyril check Gaun. him out. Yeah, You'll like him a lot. He's a heavyweight fighter. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I was pretty exactly going to say the exact same thing. He's a heavyweight fighter. He uh, is very technical. He sticks to his roots when it comes to him transitioning to MMA. Like the guys that he's fought recently, they've been... If you're not a big fan of like in like just it's very technical fights, very then so a lot of people have found it found it'll be very boring. But whenever he fought his last fight with Alexander Volkov, he was able to switch his southpaw, and Volkov just didn't know what to do with it. So he was able to go in there and just like very technical and. Well, I mean, not, like what I was saying, if you have a game plan for yeah. when you switch your stance, it's effective. But when yeah. you're just doing it and you have no idea why, like when someone throws like an inside leg kick and you just go with it, and then you land in your opposite stance, and then you get kicked again, and then you go back to your other stance. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You're just, you're not being effective um, at all. Cyril Gaon's uh, got great Muay Thai. Um, uh, do you know Alexander Volkov at all? No. He's 6'7". Yeah. It was he's 6'7". Like and Cyril Gaon threw flying knees over his head. It was freaking <laughs> nuts. Uh, he's, he's, uh, I think Cyril Gon's like 6'4", 6'5". Yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty tall. He's pretty big, but... Can you pull him up, one of his yeah. fights? I'll see if I can pull that one up. Because I, I might, I, I know faces. I'm horrible with names. He's a, he's a new face. Uh, he kind of broke on the scene after he TKO'd uh, Junior Dos Santos. Ah, yeah. my boy Junior. He got cut from the UFC. Um, Probably. so he, I think he is actually training for, I want to say he's looking into doing bare knuckle now. Oh, of course. That's where everyone goes yeah. now. Whenever they're they're kind of done in the done in their original sport, yeah, they'll go to bare knuckle boxing because they get paid a lot. Uh, Johnny Hendricks went over there. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. he, he was How having. He, do? he got he got knocked out. God. Yeah. <laughs> he after well, this is like what we talk about when we talk about with uh, Johnny Hendricks is after Usada came in and stricter drug testing came in, he didn't have that power that was sending Martin Catman across the fucking ring or like uh, who's that John Fitch. And uh, he started missing weight a lot. He had a lot of weight issues, and then eventually went up to middleweight and missed weight at middleweight. And then um, oh, that yeah. was like Anthony Johnson. Like yeah. that man was missing weight, and then he finally was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm a heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. I'm a heavyweight. <laughs> he went from, he started, he went from welterweight and was like, yeah, ah, this sucks. Yeah, he goes, he moves to heavyweight and fucking breaks Andre Arlovsky's jaw. And I'm like, Jesus, man. But, yeah, this is Cyril Gaon and Alexander Volkov. Um, but yeah, he's really good. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, he's fun to watch, and it, you just you don't get to see heavyweight strikers be technical when they strike. You, they just throw punches to knock yeah, you out. I don't, yeah, I don't know this guy. I'm um, but he's him now. he's very fun to watch. Um, but yeah, it's back to whatever it was. Oh we yeah, what were we talking? About? I don't, I don't switching remember, stances. Yeah, switching yeah, stances. Don't do it. Uh, don't do it. Who is that? Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Te- techniques uh, that you would uh, try being, to deter quit apologizing. From. Okay. Okay. Quit apologizing. <laughs> Are you Stop interrupting me when I'm interrupting you? There you go. Are yeah. you Canadian? Yeah. <laughs> Are you Canadian? Uh, no. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry, me. It's funny because we have Canadian listeners too. Yeah, we do. Oh. Sorry. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, what what's a technique that if you saw someone use, you just 
No, don't don't ever do that. I don't care how good you are at it. Don't do um, it. Um, oh man, I would say if you have a list, you can pick more than one. Oh yeah, I would definitely pick more than one. But I would say one of the the biggest things I hate is when people set up inside leg kicks when it's same stance. So if I'm orthodox and you're orthodox and you're like setting up an inside leg kick, like just well, awkward. There's no well, there's no there's no power behind it like when you get kicked when you get inside leg kicked by somebody who's the same stance it's your lead legs so yeah there's no power kind of flicking it yeah i mean okay. you're so susceptible to counters from there it's just not it's not good i use it to set things up like i'll hit the inside land down to a right hand but when people set up the inside leg kick i get i just roll my eyes i'm like what are you doing there's no damage behind that the person was not affected by it they're not they're still throwing at you like yeah. you, you should be finishing your whatever it is that you're setting up. It should make the person not able to react immediately. Like if it lands, they should not be able to react immediately. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. So that and people that don't know when to push kick, <laughs> like jab, yeah. cross, hook, rear push kick. I'm like, no, you just jab, cross, hooked them, like, and then you pushed them away from you. No, keep them there, hurt them. Yeah, a different mindset. My my mindset's I, no. I, I think that that makes sense as well. If you're if you're in close and you're landing, yeah, like why you, push them away? Especially if you're the smaller person, like you you just work so hard to get on the inside. Why would you push them away from you? Now yeah. you have to start the whole game over with a taller person. What if the game plans to be in and out? Well, then you're not damaging because you're pushing them away. If you were finishing with like if you were finishing with a low kick, like hacking their leg, and then you were okay. out. Then yeah, because now you're causing damage. But push kicks aren't damaging unless you're just a soft-bodied person. Why are you looking at me like that? It's <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so when it comes to, like one of the things that we we're talking about, we we're talking about Tiger Muay Thai over in Phuket. Yeah. And uh, there's actually been like MMA fighters now starting to go over there. Uh, re- like recently, within the past couple of years, one of them was like Clear Roundtree. He fought uh, Johnny Walker, is another guy mm. that kind of yeah. came and hit the scene and. Uh, What's that? So he started training at over there, and he came in and he put on a showcase against Eric Anders. Eric Eric Anders, excuse me. I always say Anders because I think of fucking uh, workaholics. Ah, and, Anders. Uh, yeah, yeah, fucking Durs. And uh, yeah. so he he put a, like this a really good showcase on against you Eric Anders. Really? It's so funny. You should. Weird. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah, I think it's Sorry. on Hulu. If, oh, it's, uh, I don't know if they're still going or not. No, though. I know that they are. I saw the two se- I saw the first two seasons, and yeah. then by that time I moved out of my. Uh, my my parents house so i <laughs> by the second season so i i didn't have comedy central anymore so i stopped watching it so i have no idea where they went it's a, i don't i think they did a couple more than that was it uh, i know they had an episode that that's called you can't watch at all anymore because that's chris d'elia on it oh. yeah and in, uh, in, the, in the show he plays is so do you know chris d'elia is comedian he got caught uh, grooming uh underage girls and stuff uh. and uh, in the show, he plays a pedophile, and so they had to completely get rid oh, of that show. Oh, I yeah. know that. Okay, they had I to know. get rid yeah, of that episode. Yeah, like, yeah. if you go to like you know, ComedyCentral.com anywhere, you, I mean, you could probably find it on YouTube. Shit, people, that was such a hilarious video or yeah. episode, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then you find out it was real, and it's like, oh yeah. shit, yeah, no, this isn't. Damn, that's why he was anymore. such a good actor because yeah, he, he was acting. he was a method <laughs> actor. That's what it was. Oh and, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
What's that? Um, but so he he did he had a really good fight against Eric Anders, uh, Clural Roundtree, and so. But there's also guys like Vittorio Yan who trains over there. Uh, Israel Adesanya trains there. Dan Hooker, okay. and I think that's actually really cool that these guys are like, no, if like I want to get better, I have to get a better foundation. I have to get a much better base, and so they're going to like well-established places like that to go and do so. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought that was interesting. And so you said that you've been to Thailand a couple of times. And so what were you doing whenever you had gone over there? Oh, the first time I was vacationing, I was in party mode. Oh, really? That's why I was in Phuket. That's where you go to party. <laughs> you got beaches everywhere. You got bars everywhere. It's just, it's a crazy, crazy place to go. But uh, the second time I went, I was in, uh, I was in Bangkok. I was north of Bangkok, not, not like in the downtown area. So I was like very mm-hmm. north in a small town. Uh, the name of the gym is Kayat Puntip. I can't spell it for you right now. I have, to go. <laughs> I have them on Instagram. I can go, I can pull them up for you. Uh, but yeah, that's where I went. I was supposed to go there for about eight weeks, but uh, I had to leave after five because I got injured. Some someone did something stupid. They did like a they caught my kick and then in training, they caught my kick and threw like a spinning back kick to my knee and then my knee buckled and then it rolled and I was just in my bed for a week. And Jesus. I was like, I couldn't do anything. So I went to the doctor. They were like, no, nothing's torn. Nothing's broke. Nothing's uh, anything. You're just like, they hyper, like hyper extended your mm-hmm. knee. And so you're not going to be able to use it for probably a couple more weeks. And I was oh, like, shit. well, <laughs> and I was very, very mad too. Cause I went up there to train and fight two or three times mm-hmm. and I didn't get to. So that's something we upset. talked about recently with, uh, well, that, um, but uh, sparring etiquette, training etiquette. Um, yeah, it was very stupid. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, that's not something you do in Muay Thai. You're supposed to be able to spar any size person mm-hmm. with no shin guards, and you yeah. should not hurt anyone. Right. That's but people people think like boxing sparring is the only way to spar in any sport. But if you sparred like boxers do in Muay Thai, you'd be getting broken ribs you from would die. point knees. Like, when you train, you don't point knee. You slap knee. You use your thigh or the side, like, right here. Like, you don't throw head kicks. You don't throw snap kicks to the face. It's just etiquette. Yeah, right. You don't you don't head hunt. If someone's rocked, you, you go lighter or you try to clinch with them and be like, hey, work through this, work through this. Lightly um, clinch, lightly clinch. Yeah, that's that's something I always try to work with. If I if I see that somebody can't do it, then I don't, I don't bother. But... I try to work with like, okay, let's spar, let's go real light, let's just, you know, make contact and get out of there. Don't, don't land the strike. Just kind of let them know the strike would have landed. Yeah. Um, so we'll go well, without you gloves. Still wanna, you still want to? Oh, okay, with no gloves. Yeah, yeah okay. with no gloves. Let yeah. me show. Let me see what kind of self control you have. Um, let me see how aware you are of what your body can do. And if you're not aware, I'm like, okay, never mind. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You need 22 gloves. Gloves. Yeah. yeah you, you need <laughs> um, some massive gloves. Because I feel like that's very important. When you're throwing a combination, you need to know which one of these strikes do you want to be the heavy strike? Which one of these strikes do you want? Because, again, s- setting up. When you set up with something, you don't want... Like, if you if you throw a jab to set something up, you don't want that jab to be super heavy because yeah. now you're over committing to that and you can't throw the rest. So, yeah. if you can if you can spar without gloves... 
safely and properly. I still don't like doing that. There's I, just I too, there's just that. too much room for there's too much room for you lean one way too much. Yeah, and then you just got bare knuckled to the face. Like, well, I'm not saying do this. Yeah, uh, before you, to get ready for your fight. No, no, I'm no, just no, saying just, yeah. I like to I like to use it just to keep myself sharp, and I like to use it to kind of see like when when I spar with this guy, when I'm going to train with this guy, how how good are they? How mm. If I'm helping them out, I want to see how good they can be. I want to see how well Ooh, they throw things. I, I practice that a lot, too. Yeah. I remember, um, oh, I have him on the bookshelf over there. I have Forrest Griffin's book, um, both of them. But he uh, <laughs> talks about, like, trying to get away with uh, low blows. He's like, yeah, no, I have a guy up against the fence. If I see a chance to get away with a knee to the groin, I'm going to do it because what are the odds he's going to come back stronger from that? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, that's what, because uh, we used to just very shadow, like very just shadow spar, honestly, just shadow box. Or like once we started coming and taking private classes with you, we uh, started like uh, just like getting comfortable with throwing kicks, like probably mm-hmm. like working on our footwork and our stances and stuff. And I think one time I threw a uh, switch stances and threw the kick. And switch I kick, went, yeah. Yeah, through the switch kick. Come on, man. You got to remember these well, names. Come I, I on. wanted to say switch kick, but I was like, I feel like I'm going to fuck it up, so I don't want to say it. And so, it's where like, you switch your stance and you throw your kick with the leg that was in front, but now yeah, it's behind. Now it's behind. It's just yeah. almost like you switched it, but, you yeah. know, like a kick, but you switched the feet. But, um, yeah, so I threw the switch 30 kick. 30 seconds and, later. Let's go. Yeah. And, this is Cyril Gon's finish of Junior Dos Santos. Oh. and I don't want to watch that. Junior was my boy, man. You see him get elbowed in the head? The back of the head, yeah. Uh, it was behind the ear. I mean, he was turning away, but still. So it's legal. It's still the back Even of if the it head. was the back of the head, it's legal. So, uh, I mean, so I went for the switch kick, and when I threw it, he uh, fucking checked it. And that's right there when I was like, Every, anytime we throw kicks, I need to put on shin guards. Fuck that. And that was yeah. terrible. <laughs> I, I I left right after, and I sat in my car for 10 minutes because yeah. I was in so much I, fucking pain. He he half pulled out of his parking spot and then sat. <laughs> and I look out the window, and he's still there, but like half oh, pulled man. out. I was fucking hurting, and then yeah. so that night it was like I had like a like a lump on it. I had a hematoma on it, and I was like, "Did fuck. you flatten it? What's that? Uh, you, gotta, you gotta flatten those." Oh, no, you you are. Yeah, yeah you're supposed I to flatten those. I probably should have texted you then. Hey, you what am I supposed your, to do? Yeah, it's oh, it's a bitch. But you gotta use your thumbs to flatten that. You don't want it to harden as a bubble. Really? Yeah. So it's flat now. We're good. If I push on it, still hurts a little bit. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. And uh, what the fuck, dude? I was like, man, that was terrible. And Zach texted me. He was like, "You good?" And when I was outside, yeah. I was like, "I don't know if I want." throw up or shit like i'm in so much fucking pain right now <laughs> and uh but yeah just doing that shit. i remember like i went home and i saw the lump and i was like oh well at least it's not bruised and i fucking poked it and like i screamed i was like what the fuck was that yeah. and then like uh, i was like dude that was terrible and i told zach i, was like, I don't know how the, they just all the time you know you just get it checked and you just walk right through that shit that reminds me about not knowing if you're gonna shit or throw up Remember when me and Will were in the par- uh, doing the park sparring? Mm-hmm. Uh, he kicked me in the balls. Yeah, I and I was on the that. ground for like five minutes. Yeah, and y'all were just like, "Come on!" I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" I don't have a cup on. I I didn't. I wasn't expecting this man to like flail kick my my junk a hundred percent power. I don't know why, but I remember he was wearing like uh, like a muscle shirt. Right? Yes, yeah, yes, and, and basketball pants. shorts. No, ba- basketball shorts, I think. Baggy shorts. It must Baggy have been like, oh, okay. really okay. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, hood. I remember that. Yeah, he was hood. <laughs> 
but uh, um god as soon as you said that i was like i know that feeling yeah i was like, <laughs> I was god, on the man. ground in the fetal position i didn't know if i was gonna shit my pants or like yeah. throw up or both i remember one time uh he the <laughs> second time we went that's like it was like i think the day before that or the week before that that's what it was um he had checked one of my kicks and you're like that was a good check zach and all in my head i'm like man fuck both of y'all like that, <laughs> that hurt. i felt that through the fucking shin guard but I was like, man, and I told Zach, I don't know how they do it, and he's like, they just gotta condition your shins, man. Yeah, you gotta man. get used to it. You gotta get that pony. I mean, like the it. first time you punch a heavy bag, your your wrist and knuckles probably hurt. Right. You know, so you, it's just conditioning. You just that's why we that's why I always tell everyone, you gotta start with heavy gloves, like at least sixteen, mm-hmm. and then that way your fists can get like conditioned, and then uh, and then you can work your way down to like 14, 12, 10, 8 ounce gloves. But never, never just go bare knuckle on a bag. You're an idiot. Anytime, any anyone who's not a bare knuckle fighter, yeah. punching the bag bare knuckle is an idiot. I'll say it. Hate mail. Hot send take. it to so, me. Hot send take. it to me. We'll put your um, address. There's, there's in the, no uh, reason unless you're in a bare knuckle fight. Do you want to send? Do you want them to send the hate mail to your address or to Heritage Muay Thai? No, mine. Mine. In, okay, mine okay. Are, yeah. Oh, like go back. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> you got it, man. Oh my God, that was just a jab to a flying knee to an uppercut. So yeah, so for anybody listening, be sure to check out us uh, Rogan uh, highlights. Uh, people, I know he's fighting Derek Lewis August seventh. Yeah, and a lot of people and are Houston. probably gonna, yeah people a lot of people are gonna look past him, man. But he's a very technical but fast heavyweight. He's fun to watch. He's super athletic. Yes, he is. But he he should not be having his hands down like this nah. with Derek. Derek is a just yeah. a goddamn monster with yeah, you, his right you, hand. You worked with Derek before, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was one of his training partners for like two weeks. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore. He had 22-ounce gloves on hitting me. And I was walking around heavy, heavy at 180. <laughs> and he's like fucking 300. And <laughs> I think he – no, not 300. I think he was like two 275. And uh, we were just doing drills like, hey, uh, I forget who was fighting. Um uh, someone that bounces around a lot and throws lots of switch kicks and left kicks without lifting them. I forget who he was fighting, but at at this time I was I was getting ready for IFMA, so I wasn't I was like twelve weeks out from IFMA, so I wasn't too focused on MMA people at the time. So I wasn't I didn't care. They yeah. were just like, hey, can you come move around with Derek and do some like crazy Taekwondo kicks, like moving, so he can see what it's like. God dang, man. That man hit so fucking hard, and he wasn't even trying to hit me hard. I get it. You know, he's twice my weight, but at the same time, he had 22-ounce gloves, and I had 22-ounce. Well, I'll That's say 44 this. ounces of gloves between my skull and his fist, and I still felt everything. I'll say this to put something into perspective. I remember when you were in MMA, and I remember you had a fight against... Uh, what weight class did you fight in, in MMA? 55. 50, 155. So, uh, well, let's not call it a fight. It was a smoker. So you know what I'm about to talk about, right? When you fought the light heavyweight. Oh, wait. What are you talking about? Um, you ended up uh, fighting someone that had to... I don't know if they were a late replacement or you were, um, but oh, they were like a light heavyweight. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a replacement. It was like... It's, it's a, that's, how, that's how the smoker yeah, scenes are. they just kind of like... It, hey, they're just like, hey. This is who you're fighting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I remember you. Just so you people said that. at home know, it, it, this wasn't a sanctioned fight. Yeah. It's it's what's called a smoker. 
it's uh it's a very low level like gyms get together and do hard sparring but that's, it wasn't hard sparring you were fighting that's that janky stuff whenever oh, i say that that's old that janky school janky stuff, stuff that's what i'm referring to and i try to explain that to people and i don't they don't get it yeah and then i i was hard sparring with someone that was because like 185 190 i remember people being like oh well that doesn't show up on topology and i'm like i don't care yeah what are you talking about does do smokers still happen that you know of yeah, there's smokers yeah. all the time. It's it's you get to see it's who can taken do what. advantage of by people who are just trying to look for some like quick cash. Yeah, they're like, all right, guys, we're gonna put on a smoker for the fighters to get some experience, yeah. but it's twenty dollars at the door. Yeah, so yeah, but, but yeah, I remember uh, you were getting hit by him and it, taunting it, his hits. <laughs> so uh, you you know no, I don't remember. You were saying he must have hit me hard. <laughs> Well, I remember you were uh, saying that you were getting hit by him, and every time he would, like, it was on the ground, and you're like, every time he would come back up from the strike, I would just like, hey, man, you, you hit like a girl, or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't remember. I must have, I, I had to have said bitch, not girl. Yeah, I just don't like to curse. Oh, I'm sorry. God, I'm I don't sorry. care. Um, but, yeah, so to put it in perspective, you, Jeremy can take a hit. Sometimes. Derek Lewis just hits hard. Sometimes I can take a hit. Not all the times. Just don't go YouTube some of my fights. <laughs> Did uh, was Lord Murphy over there whenever you were working at uh, Main Street Muay Thai? Not when I was at Main yeah, Street. I, no, I think that's more she, recent. She, she works. Uh, she works with Bob specifically. I don't, I just don't know if she trains at Main Street mm-hmm. for everything. I think she does like jujitsu or somewhere, some somewhere else, or wrestling somewhere else, and then she goes to Bob. Well, she's for her striking. She's okay. got a title fight coming up now with uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Ooh, it's a scary one. Yeah, she's a scary woman. Yes, she is. Yeah. I've trained with her too. What's what was that like? Hot and scary at the same time. <laughs> it's like as she's beating you up, you're just like, I she's so uh, fast. Yeah. She is very fast. She's so freaking fast. Yeah, it's crazy. Her and her sister, because mm-hmm. so like, yeah, her and her sister would uh, back when we were Houston Muay Thai in downtown. Uh, Corley knows them very well from Muay Thai, from when she was a Muay Thai fighter, and uh, so he brought her down to get work with uh, like me, Oliver, Joseph, and not Becca at the time because Becca was really young mm-hmm. at the time and she wasn't developed, so they didn't want to like have. I think she was like fifteen at the time, so they didn't yeah. want some fifteen-year-old getting hit by Valentina. Yeah, so. <laughs> Like, now she's good. Now good she call. can do it, yeah. But back then, you know, no. Uh, so, yeah, I worked with her a lot. And then uh, there was this one time where she's like, uh, after after we did our sparring, she'd be like, can I, can I drill on you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Go right ahead. And she was just doing, like, single leg to single leg to double leg to single leg. I was like, keep going. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you say Still got two minutes left. Go ahead. <laughs> men yeah <laughs> and so because uh, i know she travels all over to train all over the u.s right like she goes to different parts yeah yeah, yeah she's it, everywhere i think that's really cool how her and her coach and her sister do that they yeah. travel all over the world to train specifically in one type of martial art from this type of co- from this coach yeah they have like a badass van and they just drive everywhere yeah even though she's like wildly stupid rich money now. now stupid money <laughs> now she's got like uh sponsors from like what is it uh she has like a gun sponsor. She has like, yeah. she's she's spon- she has money, right? Yeah. Now. So she could be flying everywhere, but she's just like, no, we drive. 
We drive. Have you seen? Uh, I like being in control. I know her. Uh, have you count, count any of her sisters' fights? Sisters' fights in the U- since she got in the UFC or no? Uh, sorry, uh, her what? sister, like Antonina, she fights in the UFC now as well. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to catch any of her fights? No, I haven't. No. Uh, I just don't really follow too much with that. Yeah. I, mean, I know you're really big into Muay Thai and all that. Also, like that's what you, mainly what you watch, like when you yeah. watch combat sports. Yeah, and so and unfortunately, like, it's too. It's the the you know Thailand's locked down again. <laughs> so oh, so there are no more. There are no fights right now. So they we had a few. Like really, the only thing you can watch right now that's Muay Thai. It it's not stadium fights. You can watch one. Yeah. One yeah. championship. Yeah. But it, the judging is different. Like the mm-hmm. scoring is different. It's more. It's getting more. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Commercial be the right word. Y'all know Max Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. It's more. Okay, Max Muay Thai is like three round fights. You go. It's not okay. five like stadium fights are five five minute like five five three minute, goddamn, five three minute rounds. Sorry, and then uh, like it's just like kind of you got to go in there. Un- and get it's it. it's kind of like un unwritten rule that the first round is very slow pace. Yeah, because betting is a big thing over there, so you kind of let the first round. The first round is always slow, and when people watch Muay Thai. They always watch the first round. They're like, God, this is so boring and stupid. I'm like, well, watch rounds three, four, and five. That's when they actually try to kill each other. Yeah. But when you watch Max Muay Thai or something like that, it's just like round one, ding, go. And it's just trying to kill each other right off the bat. I've probably seen some, man. I, I think one actually was just doing, recently doing a heavyweight tournament, um, I want to say. Mm. Uh, to call. I try to keep up with them. It's just I never know how to catch their any of their uh, events that they hold. Um... What's it called? I can pull it up. Oh, there's an app on my phone that I watch uh, the uh, one championship fights. Oops. Maybe I deleted the app because I watch it on YouTube now. Because, yeah, I know at one point, uh, one uh, championship is also they're doing their one on TNT on YouTube. Yeah, they would do it live on YouTube. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was always do. really cool when they did that. Yeah. Like I don't see it anymore. No, nah, it's been a long time. I think yeah. mainly they mainly did whenever there was like somebody from the U.S. that was fighting on that card. Okay. Uh, yeah. Man, I can't. I must have deleted it because I started watching it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't find the app. I apologize. For and that. so I what are you false hope? No, you're good. Uh, what's some uh, Muay Thai fighters that you enjoy watching? Then that we could probably check out. Taiwan Chai. Taiwan Chai is a bad man right yep. there. Yes, very good. For the um, for listeners' sake, you may need to spell it. Oh, for for my sake, I need to. Type in on YouTube uh, T A W uh, A N. Is it is that the first one that popped up? Yeah, I can't read from here. Sorry, I'm old now. This man, he's a bad bad man. He's just so technical and smooth and quick. And so, uh, with one thing I want to ask you about too was he's the, he's the Asian guy in this fight. <laughs> and so, uh, one thing I want to ask you about was like, whenever you fight in Thailand, so what's it like getting a fight? Like when you book one in Thailand, like are you just constantly just like every, like every other day you're having a fight? Or are they just consistent? Like hey, uh, you, well, it just you depends. It, it just depends. You can you can fight like every other day if you wanted to. Yeah, but uh, it's just. Uh, 
it, it depends on you, your body, and your trainer. Yeah, that's like, just some of these Thai fighters who have like long fucking records. Well, they also like, start at the. They start like training. At, they start training at four and five, and then you know they'll they'll have them do like no head contact fights for like until they're seven. Yeah, and then it's just like from seven on they're fighting. In in high school, we had a foreign exchange student from Thailand, and the first thing I asked her was. Hey, so what's uh, Muay Thai like over there? And she was like, "Oh, well, you know Muay Thai?" I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Oh yeah, we all know Muay Thai. That's just what we do." And I was like, "Really?" And like, "When are you into it?" And she's like, "I'm not like into it, but I've done it." Yeah. Like everybody, you do it as a kid. It's just kind of something yeah. that you do. It's a it's a good fitness thing. Well, it's, it's it, that means she's one of the uh, she had money. That means her parents yeah. had money. There's she was different foreign exchange student. She's part yeah. of a program that had to be paid for. So. Yeah. Well, you sense to me. Thailand has uh, what do you call it classes? Yeah, I know. yeah. Earlier so, when I asked, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's classes in Thailand over there. So you gotta. There's difference between kids who train Muay Thai and kids who do Muay Thai. Like mm-hmm. kids who train Muay Thai, they're the ones who are fighting to make money for their families. Yeah, you know, like they're fighting at eleven. On them screens. And their families are putting money on them, Smokers. betting money on them to win. <laughs> putting out a cigarette, like, okay, let's yeah. go do this shit real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's intense over there. So that's why you'll see, like, a 20-year-old fighter over there who has 80 fights. Right. And they're fighting every weekend so that they can, you know, have money for food and their family. Uh, if you were to have, like, the ultimate fight, like say it's like the last fight for you. Oh God! Uh, where would you want it to be? Where would I want it to be? Yeah. Do you want it to be in Thailand or on the states or? If it's my last, if Go. it's my last retirement fight, I want it to be in Houston. You Houston? know, like, okay. like just. Go Rip go out set. badass, you know. Just you don't want to you don't want to go take it to Canada, Canada. I'll fight a Canadian in Houston, and I'll, okay. <laughs> and I'll politely beat them up. And, uh, so when it comes to like you know right now you're coaching you know you're outside of camp do you still like plan on competing? Right now, yes. I, yep. I, I'm still, you know, I'm, I am 30, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> I just, my body still hasn't told me I can't do this anymore. Right. So I'm I'm a very firm believer in listen to your body. Right. If my body was telling me to stop, I would definitely stop. I'm not stubborn like that. I'm not gonna cause myself brain damage or joint damage long term right you know i'm already not smart so i can't afford <laughs> any more brain damage kind of a cliche question but with the knowledge you have about combat sports in general now competing uh what would you have told yourself oh god back when you were competing in mma or taekwondo what would you have told yourself back then help yourself with training or i would have a- told myself uh don't buy foxy red my 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 car oh or instead <laughs> the, put that the money focus? yeah my no r.i.p yeah i still kept it in the ford family i got myself a f-150 now so you know <laughs> ford for life um uh, but no I, I would tell myself to uh to go to go to thailand and live there and train there i would have put I would have sold everything I had and gone there for a couple of years, you know, but then I got stupid, you know, I got car payments, I got apartments, you know, rent yeah. and all these things. And I just can't afford to 
go to Thailand for six months and pay for all the things that I'm liable for paying here. Right. Yeah. So the U.S. is very that. good at making you in debt. <laughs> yeah. They're very good at that. It's very it's very easy to be minimal in Thailand. It's just like I can walk everywhere. I can. You What's know, the economy I, I, like over there? Huh? What's the economy like over there? Easy to afford anything? Oh yeah, it's. Uh, it's uh, I, th- I believe like thirty three to thirty eight bot is one dollar, and so that's their currency is bot. Yeah. And so uh, I believe just the cost of living over there is just so cheap. Not in Phuket. Phuket's pretty. It's more. Well, it's like definitely said, more expensive. Yeah, it's a tourist, yeah, area. tourist area. So <clears throat> my first trip over there, I spent a lot of money over there. They were like, "Oh yeah, it's five thousand bot for this." I was like, "Jesus, that's a lot." And then, I mean, it's only it's like what I think it was like three hundred dollars, and that was for we did something we did like island hopping, snorkeling stuff like that, but like yeah, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have paid three hundred dollars for that in the states. You would have paid like probably like five hundred to a thousand to do that somewhere in the states. Yeah. So, but Phuket is very, very, very more expensive. It's much more expensive. Much more expensive. Much yeah. more expensive. Not very. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Brain damage. Um, <laughs> CT. It's very, very much more expensive in Phuket than it is in like Bangkok. So, um, one thing I did want to ask you also is like, what was your thoughts on the uh, whole McGregor situation going on with his leg? I, I'm not sure if you caught that fight because I know you don't really watch mma oh i caught the fight i was uh i was so mad because i had I, I bet uh i bet two people 20 bucks each that mcgregor would win oh you fucked up man yeah i fucked up but i mean i was so i would have gladly paid them if it was like a clear stoppage like or just a like a yeah. like three rounds of just him just dustin beating the Whoa. shit out of him every round Do you i would have been like all right yeah i lost but the man, like, he, he stunned him, and then he got stunned, and it was, like, a competitive fight, and he was slamming low kicks. Well, two of those, uh, two of the judges scored a 10-8 for Dustin. Well, I don't know why they did that. He never... I, I would have called it... It was pretty I, stupid. I would have called it 10-9. Yeah. Connor was throwing too many elbows yeah, from the bottom. Would, I don't think it was He was doing too much damage yeah. to be a 10-8. Yeah. 10-8 is when you're, like, shelled up, and you're just taking damage And the guy's the just time. beating you. Yeah, that, um, that's a 10-8. So I, I think the, it's wild that 10-7s have ever happened. Um, they there have was a 10 seven? Yeah. Jesus. I think it's wild. I think that was just poor judging. When the hell did that happen? Um, Not often. Um, what fight? Give me a give me Max, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater was a 10-7. <coughs> that was a 10-7? Yeah, the like fourth round was a 10-7. Was Max, it Max Holloway see, just destroying him? He was for, fucking that dude up. Yes, yeah, but... Like, I think I know... Was that the one where he was just teeing off on him, like he, throwing like, hooks he, to the he body? He started doing that Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. Like we, yeah, he was. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember that fight. I remember that fight. I think that's. A I 10-8. don't remember it being a ten seven. Yeah, they scored yeah, a fourth round ten seven. I would say that's a ten eight. Uh, ten seven. Calvin Cater never went down. He was there the whole time. Yeah. Well, if you're just there as a punching bag, though. Yeah, but that's, that's a ten eight. <laughs> like that's all he was. Like yeah, as soon as that fight ended, Dana White was. Uh, they, as soon as that fight ended, Dana White pretty much said, um, he's like, hey, you got to go straight to the hospital. Like, you got punched in the fucking face a lot. Like, uh, he thought, he legit thought Calvin Cater had, like, severe brain damage. But Calvin Cater was completely fine. He was just like, no, I just got punched in the face a lot. Yeah, that's how I feel in training. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what, I mean, whenever we saw that break, uh, I mean, there was, of course, there's speculation leading into it. But like I told Zach, like, we need to ask Jeremy what his thoughts are and what probably could have happened with that. 
You know, because I mean, shit, you you kick every day. I like mean, we... I don't think, I don't think he let himself heal. I think he was yeah. training kicks for some reason. Maybe maybe his trainer said, "Hey, Dustin's not going to check a single kick," which he didn't. Yeah, he didn't check a single kick. So when I heard him say that he was checking kicks, I was like, "How?" I, I would say you can't there... check a kick with your thigh. I would say there were some kicks where he was just about to go in with a combination, so he was very heavy on the leg that Connor kicked. So I could imagine it was pretty painful to kick that leg at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, uh, checking is a strong word for what yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah. And so, because a lot of those kicks that he was uh, that Connor was landing was more with the foot or with the like red shin right like that spot right above your ankle. Like it was never never anything like a definitive like strong kick to the leg. Yeah. What I think probably happened was in training he kicked hard every day and never let his shin like heal yeah and then he just went into the fight with like an injured shin yeah you know and then just started throwing hellacious low kicks that weren't landing like directly on the meat yeah some of them were landing on the side of the knee some of them were hip bone and so i think just like just repetitive 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 like yeah just over constant, and over, just and, over and then factors. just finally yeah and then just finally cracked yeah and that's what uh we <laughs> talked about too is just like because you know he got shit because he's he didn't he just boxed the entire second fight and so he decides to go back to his kicks and like yeah. i kind of was telling zach i feel like he just trained nothing but kicks just to prove a point and then um he threw a couple kicks like one of them that people think that like the shin was broken on the, off the elbow like that that can't, that, that's not gonna happen an elbow is not gonna break a shin bone yeah unless it was already bro- unless there was already kind of some sort of fracture and before that he threw a kick that like over kind of the same spot where it broke it he threw it uh right to uh, dustin's hip it was just like a really bad like right in the butt yeah like right in the crawfish tail yeah as i said right in the kisser it was like right right in the pretty much right to his hip bone and then after that, he steps really weird to throw his left hand and that's when you see the snap you see that's already out of place yeah and so um it was just a freak thing yeah like, yeah I, I was so mad when it happened i was like if you great if, if you just like definitively win yeah i have no problem but well, when a me, freak accident makes me let me ask you this though <laughs> had that gone another round do you think it would have gone a whole lot differently well if it had gone one more round and connor didn't stop him then i then i round think he would have stopped him yeah, I, I think he could have I, mean, I think I'll Connor you can never because you can never put it past Connor to stop someone because he was he was just landing that low kick and I think the second round I think he was gonna stop like make him think about the low kicks in the first round and then go hand and then go heavy on the hands in the second round like that's what I would have as a as a cornerman if like the low kicks landing in the first round and now he's worried about it because it's. His leg had to have been hurting. Oh, he, so he was sure. starting to limp on it a little bit. Yeah, until I mean, when he was walking out of the ring, you kind of you just you saw it. Like it, it was, it took, it took a toll on your leg, man. Yeah. So I don't like how he, I don't like how he was saying, like, be honest. Like he he was kind of saying like those kicks were ineffective. I was checking them. I was like, you weren't checking a single kick. Yeah. Because I don't that, know who your coach is, but that's checking what, a kick is not with your thigh and that's one of the things i had asked you before is just like the way he was checking is like you know you're supposed to go to the outside with it right like yeah you, just because you lift your foot up off the ground doesn't mean you check the kick and he was kind of going towards the inside with it like yeah. he's pulling it his foot together to touch the other one almost like in that direction i have to be very descriptive because sometimes people don't understand that but yeah he's kind of stepping outside with it yeah and it's like you're well, i don't really see how that's a check you know you the only way you can check a kick is with your shin so mm-hmm. if your shin is not blocking his shin right then it's not a check check. you're just 
you're taking the steam off of it. Mm-hmm. Like when you lift your leg for inside leg kicks and they kick you and you kind of go with it. Yeah. You're taking the steam off of it, but you didn't check it. You're still eating that kick. Right. So how about a how about a fourth fight? If they if they have a fourth fight, oh, how do you think that goes? I don't, I don't think Connor beats Dustin. I don't think it happens. I think Dustin has his number now. Uh, you, I always think of Connor as like a, a Derek Lewis. You can never count that man out. Yeah, and I I, I really I don't think you can ever count him out. I wouldn't if he went in there and got a left hand knockout. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's what he does. It's what he yes. built himself off of. Exactly. So. I wouldn't be surprised. I just the I, the way Dustin approached this fight, I think it's exactly how he should have. He went for the yeah. takedown early. He landed really heavy elbows. Uh, I can't believe none of them opened up Connor, but they didn't. Um, but I think that's exactly how that fight goes every single time. Though. Well, he didn't cut him open because he wasn't hitting him with the point. The point of his elbow, he was hitting him more like he just with landed the, some the forearm many, elbow. <clears throat> so it's more like blunt. Yeah. As opposed to he didn't sharp. even have uh, any bruises after the fight. The next day he was in the <clears> hospital. <throat> the only thing I was bleeding was his ear because he has cauliflower ear. Yeah, and I was like, "Damn, how's he not? He has no marks on his face." I was surprised to see that because yeah. he was taking some heavy shots from the uh, from the bottom. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, uh, so him. we'll we'll uh, come to a close here. Um, but something that we like to do is uh, celebrity fights. Uh, if no, you could pick, fights. if you could pick a celebrity to fight. Uh, any celebrity, dead or alive, who'd you pick? Oh, that I would fight. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I thought you were talking. I thought you were gonna do like celebrity fight showdown. Nah, nah. Yeah. Who would you fight? Oh man. For whatever reason you choose. I don't know. That, give I, me a second. Give me a second. I think one of mine that when we had our friend Caleb on was uh, uh, Steven Seagal. I would fight Steven Seagal. <laughs> I said Mark Wahlberg. Uh, you you would fight Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. Why? Yeah. I just I feel like it'd be a good fight. I feel like that man throws down. It's Massachusetts boy get down, dude. Chris Matinu, fucking check that guy out. It's fucking Rocky, real life Rocky. Jesus, Marky Mark. Who else That's is different. who else is trained in Massachusetts? Rob Font, fucking Calvin Cater. Let's guess. <clears throat> New England cartel. Let's see. Let's see. <sighs> who would I want to fight? Man, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, celebrity. Give me a second. Give me a second. And would you want it to be an MMA fight? Would you want it to be a brawl? Or would you want it to be a Muay Thai fight? I want it to be Lethway. Lethway? Oh, so you can headbutt them? <laughs> so I can headbutt this. Oh, man. I really don't know. Bob Barker? Oh. In his prime. Yeah. 70. <laughs> prime yeah. fame? No, uh, he he beat the shit out of uh, Happy Adam Kilmore. Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> he was, I think, he was like sixty-five, seventy in that movie. Is he still alive? No, Bob Bar. Oh, he passed. He, he did went, pass. When yeah, did he pass? I didn't know that. It's a while back. When? I don't know. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so is that who you would go with, Bob Barker? Uh, who's a celebrity you dislike? See, that's. I don't want to get political. So there's a go lot. Ahead. Go ahead. You there's don't have to give a reason. Just say who, you know. Hmm. I don't know. Bob Let's Barker see. is still alive. I That's knew I it. I yeah. told you, oh, asshole. Don't you ever break my heart like that, ever. One dollar, Bob. <laughs> One dollar. The price is wrong. One oh one. Man, you can't you can't just like. 
pull a question out of your hat like I've that. I've never seen someone that. have to debate this long on who they would fight. Yeah. Uh, it's just, just I have so much hate in my heart towards everyone. Um, it should be easier then. Give us the top three. Hmm. See now my now you just widened it more. Oh my um, god, man, it's it's a tough question, man. I can't just. There's no one that I just definitively hate more than the other. <clears throat> Maybe name drop. You name drop, and I'll pick with the be- the best matchup of the names you drop. Hmm. Let's see here. Who ruined? I think Kathleen Kennedy, because she ruined Star Wars. Okay, I can Thank agree you. to that. Okay. Equal opportunity here. <laughs> <laughs> Equal rights. Good. No, I sh- I, j- I got really mad at her for ruining Star Wars and you making like the, it uh, like politically correct. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's Star Wars. Just let it. Let Star it be Wars Star has Wars. never been held down. By the restrictions of earthly, uh, social. This is a galactic. Rules. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Do you even know what galactic means, Kathleen? I don't. I just know it means more than Earth. No, right. And before we go, did you want to plug like your social medias, your gym, like well, your not. friends? We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. Well, we'll get you there. said one last question. I didn't yeah, know and he hasn't going. answered it yet. Well, he said I, Kathleen Kennedy. Like Kathleen Kennedy. I, That's for I'd sure. It. Let's it. fight her. All right, you for what she fighter. did. If you, we've talked about Lethway on here. If you haven't looked up at Lethway, uh, do it. It's it's entertaining to say at the least. <laughs> it's it's basically bare knuckle boxing and Muay Thai with headbutts. Yeah, and there's and no real rounds. It's like you just go. I bad. think there are like a select few people who are real good at the headbutt. I think for the most part, a lot of guys don't mess with it too much, but there are some. They are all about it. Yeah, uh, Dave Duke is for sure one of them. Um, no, he's also banned in countries now. Yeah, <laughs> he had some sort of uh, was it like a rant. He he was ranting about something, and now he's banned from the whole country of Thailand. Holy shit! Yeah, so he if he were to try to go there, he'd be arrested. So that's pretty funny. I'm gonna look into that. Yeah, look into that because yeah. I I don't really know anything about it too much either. I just know he said something very offensive about the country. I think maybe the sport of Muay Thai and like a specific fighter. I know for sure he talked bad, poorly on Muay Thai. Yeah, he was talking and, and like Muay how Thai it was fighters less. In general. Yeah, he was saying how Muay Thai is like less than Lethway. It's like fighters are scared. Yeah, and something something along those lines. And then he's he talked mess about the country, and then that's when the Thai government was like, you know what? Hey, come over here. Uh, yeah, you're gonna be in prison. Um, but yeah, so is there anything you wanna you wanna plug? Talk about some fighters fights you got coming up. You wanna talk about get your gym name out there, Heritage Muay Thai. Yeah, Heritage Muay Thai. If you're looking to if you're looking to train, you're striking. We have the best in Texas. I can, At least I, Texas. I can vouch for that. Yeah, <laughs> this man can vouch for it. Um, I've I've knocked out one of his friends. In a park. <laughs> in a park. In front of strangers. Who were just on bikes watching. Yeah, they were just watching. They were, yeah, they just and then by. he gave constructive criticism to the guy who was unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> you should really have your hands up there. <laughs> when your hands are down, he's going to hit you. I'd be like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, oh, man, that was a good time right there. That was the I don't birth. think we covered that in the... I think we covered that. I think we talked about that fight before the podcast started. Yeah, we did. So uh, I'm, we, we, I'm fine talking about it. 
if you want. <laughs> I'm, real glad, quick. I'm glad we brought it back up. It was the birth of the albino rhino. Oh, albino rhino. That only lasted one fight. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I remember that very... Uh, very vi- fondly, vi- vividly, all the all the Fif- words. Fifidly. It was, it was a good fortnight ago. Um, that was that was like what twelve years ago, thirteen uh, years ago. Yeah, something like that. Oh god. Um, basically, uh, the if we were to give it a couple of rounds, what had happened was you were going back and forth in the stand up, and then uh, he got a pretty good takedown. It was a very solid it takedown. Was, that was, I was immediately. Not it was immediately reversed. Yes. And you started bettering your position. And then it was, stop, 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 stop. There's something on the ground. It hurt, hurt my knee. There was a stick or a stick. rock or something. Picked some random thing up off the ground and then tossed it. That was it. We're good. I was in mount. I was like, what? N- no. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was in mount. I was like, hell no, you weren't. You were mounted. Um, <laughs> and so we had to go about that. And eventually I was like, okay, okay. Let's just say you got stood up. That's the beginning of the uh, second round. Go for it. Yeah. And then y'all are going back at it. Again, a little back and forth. I think he's very good at going in and out. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting a couple shots, but you... He was more explosive than me, so he was very good at going in and out. And he ended up kind of catching you with a strike real fast. And uh, you, like, instinctively stick out your jab. (laughs) And he runs into it and then collapses... And he starts sitting up, and you get a nice right hand just whap. It's called the cleanup. And he falls down. That's just called the cleanup, you know. I, I made a mess, and then I walked over, and I cleaned it up. That was uh, <clears throat> that was the, the birth of my MMA career right there, <laughs> and also the death of it, because that was my, I think, only MMA fight. Oh, yeah. in a park. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but anyway... So yeah, do you have any? Um, Go ahead. Do you have any fighters that you want to have fights coming up? Or uh, Oliver Jimenez, he's doing another MMA fight in October. I believe it's October twenty fifth on uh, Fury Fury Amateur yeah. Series. So go check that out. He's uh, probably gonna he's probably gonna clinch the guy again, and <laughs> he's still working on his. I mean, he's still doing jujitsu. So I mean, take him down. Sure, go ahead. He's still gonna he's still gonna ground and pound you from the bottom. Like that's. We're strikers. We're, we're going to hurt you. You have any news that you're looking forward to that you want to talk about? For myself? Yeah. Um, Look at this camera and that camera. Tell us what you got going on in your life. Um, I, um, I, I have nothing Sorry, in my life. <laughs> uh, no, just me and my dog. Um, good old Kane. Good old Kane. And uh, where could somebody reach you if they wanted to get a like a private pers- personal uh, workout plan or start taking some private classes from you over at Heritage oh, yeah. Uh You can hit me up on my Instagram on uh, mill underscore born identity. Is that really it? Yeah, it is. Oh. It's been it since <laughs> I was like 18. <laughs> I just looked up your name. I didn't even. Uh, whenever I made my Instagram, I think I might have been maybe 19, 20. It's been that name for a while. Nice. Yeah, I was like, no one has this. All right, and then later on, I was like, oh, that's why no one has it. It's kind of stupid, but I own it now. It's mine. You know, you can uh, change that if you wanted to, right? If I wanted to, but I still like it. Yeah, because I, I was really a big fan of the Bourne uh, trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, I'm a. I was a big fan of the movie, so I was a big fan of the name. Yeah, Heritage Muay Thai, check it out. Oliver Jimenez, look him up. 
Jeremy Milborn, look him up. Hit him up. Just don't look up that one fight. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>